tonight on the Synchronauts, we're going back in time to when? Well, we don't know. Some say this stretches back to 2600 BC. Others say it's old as balls. No, seriously, really, really old. The boys are heading to Egypt to study the mysteries of the Great Pyramid. I know I want to touch it. I want to touch the paw of the Sphinx, don't you? After that, the boys head back to the future. That's right, to the glorious 1980s. There they dive into the erection of a mysterious granite monument said to be the commandments of the New World Order. Could this be a how-to guide written by a big purple guy wearing a fancy glove adorned with a sparkly stones? Does it tell of dark times ahead? Find out now on The Synchronauts. Five minutes you play as all the Avengers. Like, Whoa, really? Wait, yeah. is it a squad-based game? No. Just the first level is like that to set you up for the uh, the gameplay. Oh, interesting. So they give you a taste of each one. Oh, okay, okay. And then you go into individual stuff. That's like, pretty like it's, cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm just I'm just cracking the cracking the surface of it. Oh yeah, the beta. Yeah. But, but holy crap, it's fun. I've been playing Hellbound. Hellbound, Hellbound, Hellbound. It's this like throwback yeah, shooter, that. man. Oh, just still playing more of it. Oh my god, because they have just like all games now. If you haven't noticed, like so many shooter games, at least they have the uh, battle royale mode. Of a lot of different games have it. Call of Duty has Warzone now. It's all the same thing in different games. I really basically, don't. it's you're more the the shooter online guy. Uh, yes. I don't really play shooters. True. Well, so this model is pretty simple. It's just basically like. You know, you enter an arena with a bunch of other people. That's one case where the map starts shrinking and you get uh, you get less and less room to attack each other. It's just crazy stuff. But then there's another form of it called Endless, basically. So this game has Endless and you just fight hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes of bad guys. And it just gets more and more and more intense. And you get more and more weapons, and more and more power-ups and jump more and more. It's, it's, well, it's, that, it's a lot well, of fun. That, that sounds exciting. Yeah. It's a yeah. good way to... To settle down at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, the last shooters, I I mean, I, I picked up Halo Guardians, played a, a couple of minutes of that. Yeah. And weirdly, it was too slow. Remember how I watched you play some Doom Eternal, and I was like, well, this is too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm like, Halo will be great, because I played Halo, like, years ago, and then I picked this one up, and I'm like, oh, God, it's so sluggish. Yeah, well, I will say, um, I got the, uh, the Master Chief Collection. On, on PC, so it's like yeah. all the old remastered versions of uh, Halo and Halo 2 mm-hmm. and Halo 3, and it's pretty fast from those games. The 2 and 3 were especially very fast. It's pretty cool. But old I mean, but you as a Doom player, the Doom, you, oh like Halo is certainly slower. It's definitely slower than yeah? Doom, yeah. But Doom is slower than Quake. Um, you know, there's yeah. a lot of... Speed is uh, definitely a characteristic of the old-style uh, arena shooters and stuff like that, but it seems like some games are picking it back up now because Doom's back. You know, like this uh, Hellbound game, you go insanely fast through the levels. And See, then... if you drop it by, like, two miles per hour <laughs> versus Doom Eternal, I mean, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I, I think like... Doom's... 2016 was a little bit slower than Eternal. And I remember when I was playing Halo 2, I played a lot of Halo 2, 
and yeah, Halo Two is amazing. That was yeah, lots of fun, and I feel like that was a fast, pretty fast paced. Dude, we should. I can show you the the remastered Halo Two on here yeah. afterwards if you want. It's so insane. I like playing with the uh, the Arbiter and that sword that. Oh, the energy sword. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, apparently the new Halo got pushed back till 2021, and they gave a bunch of reasoning, but I think it's because I guess there was a lot of backlash about the graphics when they unleashed their first little teaser for it on the new Xbox system that's coming out for a holiday this year, and everybody freaked out and everybody's shitting all over it. It's like, come on, just give them a break. If, if you guys call them out on their graphics, maybe they're going to take some time and make them look nice, make them look better. Cause it didn't, it did not look like a next gen game. It was kind of a, a disappointment in that realm. It looks fun. The new halo. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm where still thinking at, about it. Still where, thinking about an Xbox. Where it's at is Witcher. The fucking Witcher guy. The fucking the Witcher fucking dude. Witcher guy. <laughs> you know, dude, that game's fucking good, dude. You know, you gotta you're yeah. running around helping out that Geralt guy, you know, <laughs> doing these missions, riding horses, fighting things, getting know? some clams, repairing your swords, always repairing your damn swords. Repair your fucking sword. Yeah, guy. but you know what? I forgot. What are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> I think we're supposed to be. We talking got a little about... bit of pyramids going on. Yes, the synchronots are going to talk about. The Great Pyramid. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I went deep. I went deep into a lot of different sources for How this. How deep? Uh, balls deep, most can, likely. Can you describe it in meters? Oh, I could describe it in cubits, Adam. Cubits? <laughs> yes. Jeepers. I got a lot of interesting information. So growing up, I always... Loved Egypt. Ever since third grade when I learned about it, I wanted to go to Egypt. Still do. Still want to. Me too. Um, I actually know a person that moved here from Egypt about six years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I'm always like... What part of Egypt? Anywhere near where we want to go? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Like, like he's Giza. like 30 minutes from the pyramids. No shit. In his, in his home. I, I can't remember what town he said it was, but... Who knows? Yeah. That's pretty but crazy. he's super close. Always saw them like growing up and like as if it was just natural that's you know? awesome i want to touch his skin to, he goes back like every two years oh that's awesome and i'm like i want to go with you sometime and it's, and to him like, it's normal it's well, like whatever it's, it's in my backyard like, well he says that it, it's it's safe if you're a native there just because yeah. of the political climate oh yeah it's but insane. if you don't go with with a guide or someone that knows where to go and where not to go, you are screwed. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why we get to listen to all the experts talk about their travels, because they spent years dealing with visas and getting into weird situations and everything. But and I have heard good results from a lot of the, the researchers. I've also heard that security around the pyramids and the Sphinx now is super constant. You can't actually go near them, really. You know? It depends on who you are and... You know, I guess there are channels Rules. that certain people can uh, follow and, and gain access, I'm sure, with very expensive permits through the uh, Egyptologists and stuff like that and the, and the Egyptian government. And I've heard at nighttime they have, uh, like, aggressively armed guards right. after yeah. sunset. Well, Zahi Hawass is no longer, uh, you know, what is it, the Minister of Antiquities? He's gone from that position. So I'm not really, I don't know anything about the new guy, but uh, he was notorious for closing things off to the public and closing things off to researchers and uh, giving people a really hard time about it. And 
yeah, there's people that come to his defense sometimes, but for the most part, he's been seen, at least from the people I've I've checked out, uh, to be a just like a brick wall, in mm. a sense, uh, in the search for truth, because he's just one of the many authorities that says the history's done, history's written, it's all over. And you said he's the masturbator of antiques? Yes, yeah, something like that. He yeah. masturbates on antiques. I thought so. It's, yeah. it's disgusting. <laughs> so... I'm going to get into some of these crazy facts. And some of them you may be familiar with, some of them you may not be. For me, it was that for the longest time, I knew I remembered hearing something weird about the pyramids. It was probably just Orion's belt. You know, the connection to Orion's belt. I remember learning I remember that, hearing that early. Yeah, yeah early, early in, on. In public schools, no less. Right, right. So that's like the tip of the iceberg that's like, yeah, we can throw that out there. That's no problem. But like... I had no idea the depth of how crazy the Great Pyramid is in Egypt. It's so insane. 130 granite blocks had to be moved 500 miles, each weighing between 12 and 70 tons. Oh, I know how that happened. The, uh, the Sphinx dragged them. Before the Sphinx was turned to stone. Yeah, of by, course. Before yes. the Sphinx, before the Sphinx was turned to stone by Medusa. Oh, that's it. Yes, it's just a snake lady. Yeah, it's always a, just a snake lady. Easy. So that's the crazy part about these granite blocks is that they were up at that top chamber. So they were up. They had to be lifted two hundred and ten feet. How the fuck did they do that? With I mean, there's no good theory. So we're going to get into how the Egyptologists actually still don't have a clue. Perhaps they used vimanas. Ancient spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, you know? So yeah, the upper chamber is perfectly vertical and horizontal with a precision that actually overshadows modern tolerances. The measurements are precise down to 1 50th of an inch. So that's just stark. What could possibly be doing that? Laser beams. Laser beams? Yeah. Well, when you said stark, Doc Strange threw him back in time and helped him out. Sure. But no, that's... Uh, that's and it's consistent, right? It totally is. Yeah, it's consistent all over the structure. Um, also, it's been oriented so precisely on the, the globe, the grid, whatever, that it's pointing north within five hundredths of a degree. The only time in recent history where we started to be able to do that was in the 17th century. It was like a French museum. They were like, tw like within 25 hundredths of a degree, while the Egyptian pyramid was in... Five hundredths of a degree. Well, gee, how could they be so accurate? And what does it mean, and why? Here's another weird one. The pyramid has eight sides. Not four. It has eight sides. I've actually, They're yeah, I've seen... slightly bent in on I've, each side. I've seen satellite images of yes. what you're talking about when uh, the certain times of year you can only... Yeah, well, the, the photographs of it started in the 30s, um... They figured out that the pyramid is actually bent in towards the middle, which makes the construction that more ridiculous because out of over two million blocks, no two are even alike. So having to do that all over perfectly and keep the construction legit is just insane. And supposedly they did this all in 20 years. 20 years! I mean, that's, that's some very heavy pieces. Yeah, oh, God. Very yeah. heavy pieces. Each piece 
could be up to like 70 tons. Do you remember, what's the name of that movie? I believe it's the, is it the Ten Commandments with that Charlton Heston? Charlton Heston was where, definitely when in he the says, Let my people go. Yes. Charlton fucking Heston. Yes, and there's scenes of um, slaves dragging slabs oh, of course. and building the pyramids in that movie. I think it's that movie. I think. Yeah. Let my people go. Yeah. So you remember in Total Recall when um, <laughs> when Arnold says, come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give those people air. Yeah, yeah, give these people air. But I, I always, <laughs> in my unusual why, I don't know why, thoughts... I merge Charlton Heston's Let My People Go and Arnold's Give Those People Air. Yeah. So instead, Arnold goes, Come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give those people air! <laughs> Charlton Heston would have done well in Total Recall. He would have. Yeah. And Arnold would have done well in The Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. And Arnold would play a great apocalypse in the X-Men movies. Oh, man. They Think should about make, that. They should make another Arnold. Arnold's good. He, I mean, you know, he's, he's almost gone. <laughs> He's they should make. <laughs> they should, you think they should? Yeah, like, they should make just another keep making. Arnold? Make, yeah, make more Arnolds. They just make yeah, Sabaton want... Systems Model One Hundred One. He just yeah. rolls off the line. Just use the one from Salvation. It was close enough. Yeah, Start that... him aging from there now. So how could they do this in twenty years? That would mean moving over two million quarried, carved, fitted, and lifted stones, each weighing as much as a sedan. They would have to work twelve hours a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year and move one quarried, carved, fitted, and lifted stone every two minutes and 30 seconds. Using copper chisels, stone mallets, and hemp rope. 20 years to do all this. I mean... It's it's an unbelievable feat. Is it too unbelievable? No, well, because they are there. All these coincidences are, are adding up, yet, you know, archaeology doesn't really want to talk about it. And same with the Egyptologists themselves. They even say that when you get down into it, they actually don't know anything really beyond like 680 BC or something like that. Yeah, right here, it says, uh, the documented information we really have about the dynastic Egyptians only goes back to about 680 BC because that's when European scholars were able to cross-reference the Egyptian archives with the Greek and Roman. Mm -hmm. Before that, just a big fucking mystery. <laughs> so apparently, all the texts written are just up to interpretation, and that's it. The Egyptian Antiquities Curator at the Louvre, her name is, here we go, I'm going to try this oh, French wow, name. Oh, wow, that's a... Guillemette La Nuit? La Nuit? La Noé. It sounds good either way. La Noé. She says, when it comes to the construction, Egyptologists have a lot of ideas and beliefs, but no written accounts. And despite what the general populace just assumes about Egypt... Even the dead... Wait, what? <laughs> Even the... Oh, man. Okay. Even the Dean of Egyptologists, Professor Emeritus... <laughs> <laughs> That's a typo. Yeah, even the That's dead. A, even the dead of Egyptologists. <laughs> the dead of Egyptologists. So, even the Dean of Egyptologists, Professor Emeritus at the College de France, Jean Leclant, says, The documented information we really have about the dynastic Egyptians only goes back to about 680 BC because that's when we were able to cross-reference all the archives with the Greek and Romans. As for all the Egyptian pharaohs, we have no proper documented historical texts. And most Egyptologists are not in agreement over the interpretation of 
the text. Why? Why 20 years? Why? Why 20 years? Why are they holding on to it? The Teotihuacan Pyramid in Mexico admittedly took 150 years. Similar size blocks, half the size of the Great Pyramid. 150 years. Yet, for some reason, the story has to remain with this 20-year number. I don't know. The mainstream opinion, the written history, the, the, you know, the story that we take just without really even researching it ourselves is that, you know, the Egyptians were only a couple thousand years old, you know, which doesn't make it extraordinary at all. It takes all the glamour out of the, the crazier stories, but I mean, it almost doesn't make any sense with the, at least the pyramids, like either, it seems to me that either the Egyptians that we we've heard about and we learn about built these pyramids a long, much longer time ago than they say they did, or it wasn't even them. You know, it was an entirely different, you know, group of people. And this is like, they just like moved in eventually. <laughs> and as you mentioned that earlier, before we started, yeah, um, that, that was news to me. I didn't, I had never heard the theory that the Egyptians might have moved into the pyramid zone. Well, I don't even know if that is a theory. (laughs) But, I mean, I think it's getting to be a more well-known fact that the Sphinx was there before the pyramids were. That's definitely the big giveaway right there. And There's been so much work done on the Sphinx and the the water erosion coming from, like, hundreds of years of thunderstorms just like massive flooding and storms how is that not one of the wonders of the world i don't care Sphinx? yeah i think it's not well yes because i i actually kept hearing that the great pyramid is the last standing uh you know eight wonders of the world i don't even know what the other seven are that's how bad that is uh i know that (laughs) the uh paris the Eiffel Tower, no. Eiffel Tower, no. No, because it's still what? standing. Oh, okay. We're talking. Oh, we're talking about ancient ones. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm no, sorry. I, yeah. I guess the ancient. Uh, oh, okay. So there's modern and ancient. Yeah. Yeah. So the other fascinating things are like um, all the cutting is identical to modern day cutting, if not more precise, with our most advanced technology, and perfect cylindrical holes burrowed through massive rocks with these like weird grid lines all the way through and we've never been able to reproduce it we have no idea how they did it these circle circular holes are just perfect all the way through it's nuts and they're just randomly everywhere all over luxor and everything now i want to get to like the craziest shit that i've i've found and that's where we introduce this guy named chris dunn expert engineer who designs like high precision machines He put the statues of Ramses into a CAD program, and this is what he found. Perfectly identical jawlines and cheekbones. Perfectly. On this massive 40-foot statue. The head's huge. So he's thinking some kind of machinery had to be used to ensure that this geometry and symmetry was, was just all aligned and perfect. It's crazy looking at this huge statue because... They were supposedly carving this out of stone with copper tools. Yet how did they make both sides? Yeah. How the hell do you make both sides perfect like that? They used sandpaper. Right. Massive wind-powered sandpaper turbines. 
Of course. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It wasn't aliens. Definitely not aliens. Probably sandpaper. The aliens actually were up there doing the carvings with the sandpaper. Yes. And <laughs> that's why they're so beautiful. They came from so Planet precise, Rose. You know? So, what else? A perfect circle conforms to the sides of the cheeks. But the cheeks are 3D, so I guess that's even crazier. Like, the fact that you can look like head on to this statue and these perfect geometrical circles can be placed and lined up with the curvature on each cheek from the front yet those cheeks are sculpted you know like cheeks in three dimensions so they somehow made a perfect view of the face like head on that's also three dimensional that's wild I can't imagine they did this with the stone tools absolutely not And the thing is, is you you look into the archaeology, they're literally admitting that they don't know either. There's only theory. So here's the most insane shit right here. Using cubits, which is 1.86 feet. That's why you mentioned cubits. Yes, yes. So if you take the vertical diameter of the Earth and divide it by 25 million, you get this exact amount, 1.86 feet. Each side is 365 cubits long. Oh Oh. my goodness, it's a year. It's a year. Length and width are fractions of the exact latitude and longitude of the equator, which means, scaled up, the Great Pyramid is literally in correspondence with the circumference of the Earth and with the radius of the northern pole to the equator. It's, It's like a perfect scale model of the Earth. It's literally hiding the geometrical truth about the planet itself. Last I heard, we live inside the mathematical dream. Yes, it's the Matrix. It is the Matrix. Did you hear they're making a new Matrix? Is that true? Is that real it's life? It's a sequel. Or is that another Matrix? It's... Am I inside the Matrix believing that there's another Matrix? You can actually look up the filming of it. And so it is scenes. happening. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are actually both... My goodness. Reprised. A sequel? What do you mean a sequel? They're... Because of the, like, they don't, they're just, like, redoing Reloaded? I think it's actually a prequel. Remember when Neo's talking to the architect in that room of TVs, and he's like, you are the the sixth incarnation of the one. Right. So I think it's a a previous Matrix. it could be just. Because the footage that I saw filmed is, like, Keanu Reeves on the back of a motorcycle, Carrie and Moss is driving, but Keanu's got his beard and his long hair. He's not trimmed like Neo. Interesting. He also, his character seemed to die and martyr itself. That's as, true. In uh, Matrix Revolution. Well, maybe it's going to be the incarnation of the one that comes after the trilogy. Because think about it. At the end of the Matrix, it's the engineer, the architect and the oracle they get together and basically they're like what's going on okay so i i think it's finally over i think they can finally be settled and civil yeah yeah and the oracle says and the oracle says like i think we'll see him again yeah 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 yeah. uh here's another one using the location of the great pyramid as a coordinate which is 29.9792458 on the earth if we Remove the period and add two commas instead. It's 
299,792,458, which is the speed of light measured in meters per second. Oh, that's another uh, time travel problem. Yeah. Because I heard that Einstein visited um, ancient Egypt in one of his astral projections. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making this up. You're, oh, you're making... Oh, I, mean, I got all excited. I thought Einstein could actually be a... You know what? He could be a secret... A secret wizard. Yeah, you know, and you know what? I was watching... I don't remember what show I was watching a couple nights ago, but some... And it was... It was a fiction. It was fiction. Yes. And somebody says, you know, Einstein only slept three hours a year. And I'm the like, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this one character, I don't remember. I was, I was watching a lot of random shit. I and, mean... Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, lack of sleep, eventually, supposedly, your brain starts, like, eating itself. But... Or does it unlock uh, potential? So a physicist recently took an interest in how the Great Pyramid would interact with electromagnetic waves of a resonant length, which I'm not really sure what that means specifically. But I'm finding the idea of frequencies and electromagnetism, and these kind of ideas popping up more and more, almost like a unifying field of, like, all the weird. The more you try and learn about the origins of the pyramids, like, even still, I was telling you my uh, my friend who grew up in Egypt. Yeah. He talks about, he's like, yeah, it was, you know, slaves. I'm like, he, and <laughs> like, like, even local politics and local schools... Oh, yeah. Teach slaves dragging really heavy stones. Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. And there's going to be people listening to this being like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Well, that's exactly what we hear in our textbooks. And we, you know, there's, and it's definite in the textbooks. That's what we believe. That's what we give you. And you know the what they say that history is written by the winners. You know, that's all it is. It's of just course, his story. It's what the folks want you to know. So our history, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Yeah, our history is just the perception of the most current, like global winners. They're the most popular kid. They got all the all the answers. They got all the stuff, and they can say whatever they want. <laughs> so you, they they don't have answers. They have ants in their pants. Yes, that's all they have. And they're fire ants. Fire and ants on. in their pants. And they're nibbling at their kneecaps. So yeah, that's kind of what I got on the pyramid. I mean, there's more. There's fucking more. A great documentary to check out is Revelations of the Pyramid on, on YouTube. That was awesome. It's like two hours long. So if you could stay awake and focus in on, on all the numbers and all the information that was coming into my brain, it was pretty wild, man. It was a lot to digest, but it just... it. With all the people that were on the documentary and in the books I've, I've been looking into, it's all these really solid sources saying that history as it's written for Egypt is just a big question mark. And you know, you say if you can stay awake for two hours. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. I mean, maybe you should start... Maybe you should watch it with your morning cup of coffee, huh? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Make it start first... the day. Start the day with the information, folks. Yeah, yeah with some weird-ass information. Start Our your fellow day synchronauts. Fresh. Yeah, fellow synchronauts. Synchronauts? Synchro. Synchronauts. <laughs> so, we're going to take a break, and we'll uh, come back with the Georgia Guidestones. It's quite a mystery. It's... 
wandering around in Egypt. But we're going to come back to the United States and fast forward into the future to the 80s. Oh, the 80s. What a great time, huh? Goodness. I was only around for five of those years, and I don't remember much of them. But, man, those are where all my my favorite movies are. And, you know, that, that... that popular uh, Netflix show, Stranger Things, takes place in those 80s. Oh, it's very know? throwback. Yeah. It's very nice. Tape cassettes. Oh, yes. Ghostbusters. Old cars. Frizzy hair, weird kids with radios. Yeah. Multi-mouth, weird demon things. And what's the name of the that other dimension they go into? The, the Upside? The, the upside, upside Down. down. The Upside That's Down. That's right, The Upside Down. Yes, yes. Yes. Because too many other things were taken by previous films. So anyway, let's, let's roll into the stones. The stones. The Georgia Guidestones. Located in Elbert County, so Georgia. Why are they called the Guidestones? What are they? That's a good question. That is a towards? very good question. They're certainly etched with suggestions. That's a good band name, huh? Etched, etched with, with suggestions. suggestions. Like some shoegazer crap. Shoegazer! <laughs> You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> so, suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. Yeah. Let's well, see. Quote-unquote, suggestions. So, should I speak of the measurements of the monument first before we get into the mysterious etched suggestions? Yes. I think we shall. Yes. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's 19... 19- again? No, this is first you're learning of the etching. Yes, uh, first. Uh, the, the measurements. Well, wait... We're from the past and the future, so therefore, we're, sometimes we get. It's our an infinite loop here. of everything all the time. Yes, the monument stands at an approximate elevation of seven hundred and fifty feet above sea level, about ninety miles east of Atlanta, forty-five miles from Athens, Georgia, and nine miles north of the center of the city of Elberton. Really? So here's the thing: one slab stands in the center with four arranged around it. A capstone lies on top of five slabs, which are astronomically aligned. An additional stone tablet, which is set in the ground. The structure is sometimes referred to as an American Stonehenge. Now that's interesting, because apparently there's two American Stonehenge. At least. There's one much closer to us here. This one sounds a lot crazier. Yeah. I don't know anything about this is the really. New Age American Stonehenge. Ah, I see, I see. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's certainly given it, like, some way too old school sounding credit to right, be right. called American Stonehenge. Ah. <laughs> so again, it's 19 feet 3 inches, uh, made from six granite slabs, weighing 237,746 pounds Holy in all. Holy shit! Yep. The anonymity of the Guidestones authors and their apparent advocacy of Population control, eugenics, and internationalism have made them a target for controversy and conspiracy theory. I love the term conspiracy theory. I know. I love it. I like conspiracy reality more than conspiracy theory. Yeah. 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 Every detective spends every day of his career working on his own conspiracy theories. That's literally how they catch bad guys. They go on hunches. They go by their gut. As you mentioned, <laughs> they that. make connections. Absolutely, just like we're doing. <laughs> so before we get to the best meat, the meat. Before we get to the best meat, let's go uh, continuing on with the history of the American Stonehenge. So in June 1979, a man using a alleged pseudonym of Robert C. Christian 
approached the Elberton Granite. That's <laughs> a dumb name. It sure is. <laughs> it's just a dumb name. It is. But it's because he, as we'll come to learn, perhaps, is it's because he re- uh, represented the Rosicrucians. Oh. So that's why he well, was called Robert C. Christian. And the pseudonym, yada yada shmada you know. <laughs> He approaches the uh, Elberton Granite Finishing Company on behalf of a small group of loyal Americans and commissioned the structure. Mr. Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, calendar, and clock and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. Joe Fendley, a fellow, good guy, I heard he's a good guy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, of Elberton Granite assumed that Christian was a, quote, nut. <laughs> And attempted to discourage him by giving him a quote of several times higher than any project the company had taken, explaining that the Guidestones would require additional tools and consultants. When arranging payment, Mr. Christian explained that he represented a group which had been planning the Guidestones for 20 years. 20 years again? There's a synchronicity. Ah, Oh, it's a boom, boom. Boom! Synchronicity. You said we'd find a synchronicity. We always do. Uh, yes, so planning the Guidestones for 20 years, which intended to remain anonymous. The group wanted to remain anonymous. So, Christian delivers a scale model of the Guidestones and, t- and uh, a document, purchases land in 1979 from a farmer, and that farmer and his children were given a lifetime of cattle grazing. Interesting. <laughs> on the land around the Guidestones, which is really, I guess, nice if you're yeah, going to sure. buy their land be like, but you can also let your cattle graze there. So I guess they let them keep the farm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. How generous of this anonymous, not creepy at all group. Right. Yeah. And they're like, and we have infinite money and we'll just do these things. No problem. You know? So jumping to the future before we get to the definite, the, the, the inscribed suggestions uh, in 2008, the Guidestones were defaced with polyurethane paint and graffiti. Slogans such as Death to the New World Order were uh, sprawled. Oh, man. Sprawled. Well, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. That sounds like something that would happen. Yeah. And I think <laughs> if this is right, in September 2014... I'm surprised it took that long. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's... I mean... Yeah, I mean, well, once the internet's out there, yeah. people can find these things. Right. But in 2014, somebody spray-painted, I am Isis, the goddess of love. Interesting. So now it's just become a fun place for people to draw. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But what it really says is kind of fucking creepy. It does. So then we get into the ten... Yes, isn't that a strange coincidence? There's ten commandments, sir. And, of course, and otherwise, here are ten suggestions coming from this... American Stonehenge. Ah, yes, new yes. Age American Stonehenge. Ah, the New Age American New, 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 new age. Age, 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 <laughs> Here's an interesting part before we even read these in English. A message consisting of ten guidelines, principles engraved on the stones in eight different languages. One language on each face of the four large upright stones. You gotta, you gotta check this out on that Wikipedia. Yeah. Even just that little image that's on wikipedia you can find so much more if you search on on that internet moving clockwise around the structure due north these languages are english spanish swahili hindu hebrew arabic traditional chinese and russian so all these inscriptions are in all those languages here we go (laughs) 
Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. And as we said earlier, Thanos wrote these. Right. Yes, of course. Yes. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad suggestion. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> and you Live get, a healthy life. And, you, you know, there's lots of assholes having too many kids. Oh, for sure. Of course. Yes. You know? Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Number four, rule passion, faith, and tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. So, yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't bomb buildings in the names of faith. Yeah. Don't do crazy shit like that. Yeah. I can see that as tempered reason. Yeah, But totally. be passionate about whatever you... Your personal story, I Of guess. course, you know? Whatever defines your existence. Yeah. And you don't impose it on others, you know? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that, that. one doesn't cause any harm. No, no. Yeah. Number five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay. That is excellent. That's pretty good. Yep. yep. It's pretty general, yep. like... People should do good things. Like, that's kind of what I'm hearing. Number six. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay. Um, okay. Keep it in the country. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do now. That, yeah, that doesn't sound like anything different. No, it just sounds like we keep and then when domestic world- crime... Here and international crime, we have to deal with on a greater level. Yeah. All right. So no revelation there. Uh, Not at all. What is my favorite is number seven. Okay. Love all right. It. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Okay, but if this is the new world order, they should be writing laws anyway, so they should not include the petty laws for us to have to 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 ignore. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. 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 But, but I do like it. I mean, it makes total sense in our society right now. Get rid of all the petty bullshit. Like, avoid petty laws. Okay, see? Like... Like writing them. Don't even Well, I mean, I'm thinking laws. about, um... Like, the, this crap about certain states have... You can't have your cell phone in your hand when you're driving. Right, right. I um, would like to trust the responsibility of the driver. Well, yeah, that go. Oh, man, yeah, there's so many issues that involve... It, that, yeah... It's but like, I mean, do if, we put uh, it back in the hands of the human, or yeah, hold their know. hand? And I know there's society's hand forever. There's plenty of idiots that can't talk on a phone and drive, so that probably is a good thing that that law is out there. Yeah, probably. But at the same that. time, you know what I'm saying? Like there are petty laws. Like you can't, oh, totally. like you can't put squirrels in your pants for gambling. You, know? you can't. Well, according to the Simpsons, back in some time in the 80s or 90s. My goodness. Yeah. Well, that's an outrage. That's a petty law or yeah that's a petty law you know yeah i can't go to museums whenever i want to i found out well because they're closed at night yeah yeah well i don't think that's a good idea you know what they should keep their cameras on and you should be allowed to walk through and if you do anything wrong they'll see it on the cameras that should be open 24 hours exactly just chip me and if i do something wrong electrocute me from afar right just let's live in that society oh wait by chip you by chip you (laughs) You mean 
microchipping or if you I do just want Doritos or yeah, I was going to say I throw a chip at you <laughs> yes. if you do something bad. Right. That, that would be great. Yeah. That's rewarding bad behavior. I was actually though. seeing Lay's because Lay's are not, uh, I don't like those chips, but if you like Doritos, I'm not going to throw gonna go you Doritos. Doritos. I'm going to go with the Cool Ranch Doritos. You like those? I'm the Cool Ranch guy. I'm not the nacho cheese guy. Love, love nachos, but I don't like the nacho cheese Doritos. This I, isn't important. I don't think I've had a Dorito in five years. That's got to change. We got to get you a Dorito. You know what? I'm going to dip it in ranch. Holy shit. I'm going to dip the Cool Ranch Dorito in ranch. I think that's a really good and idea. And first, I'm going to put a plate of those Cool Ranch Doritos in the microwave for 30 seconds. I bet. if You ever you had a hot Dorito? No, I have not had a Do hot it. Dorito. <laughs> I should. It sounds yeah. like I should just melt cheese on the nacho cheese Doritos and create nachos. I think you just spoke perfect. I think if I do that, Absolutely we could open a portal perfect. to another dimension. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. That's settled. Number eight is balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. That doesn't sound bad. It sounds, you know? sounds like a nice community. Number, nice happy place to live. Number nine also does not sound bad at all. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Okay, that's wonderful. That's perfect. It is. It's good right there. It is. It's a very open way to approach a spiritual take on the world. It's a little synchronity, I'd say. Yeah, synchronity. A little bit. And number ten. It sounds a little harsh, but it's true. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. That is actually etched twice. Oh, really? It says leave, leave room for nature twice and you could expound on that 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 line right there it's not just physically talking about don't take up all the space it's possibly talking about you know pay attention to nature too leave room in your busy life to understand what's what's around us and what's really happening that certainly doesn't have to mean like pay attention to plants it means nature in general well yeah like yeah. i think i just immediately what came to my mind was like you know <laughs> we get comets everywhere we get so many asteroids floating by all the time it's we don't we're not ready for that shit <laughs> we have nothing that could take us to take an asteroid out right now so no. it's like we're not paying attention we're letting you know that's what they say uh the old myths you know the world got away from them the storms came and they weren't prepared. There's one more. Um, there's a small slab, a little granite slab, as you arrive at the uh, the guidestone site, mm -hmm. that says, "Let these guidestones." Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let these be guidestones to an age of reason. It all sounds pretty good. It doesn't sound nefarious at all. So where is this conspiracy coming from? I think the the biggest, I think it all comes from the fact that it's in so many different languages, so yeah. it seems to be this... One like, world government it seems scares like the a, shit out of everybody. Yes, and I think that it, it's, it seems to be perhaps like a post-traumatic event that people would find it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. All Something right. like that. I see that. And... I like that. But of course, the fact that we live on a planet of... Confirmed at least 7 billion people approaching 8, eight billion. And yeah. probably, I mean, if you include people that don't take censuses. Which is a lot of us. There's probably 9 billion or more. Could be. Who you know? knows? The, it's the first 
one that says maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, that sounds like a gigantic threat to a ton of life. Oh, totally. That's the one that Thanos wrote, you know. Yeah, so it it is. It's, that's actually proportionately, it's the Avengers proportionately that's way worse than Thanos wiping out 50%. You it know, is. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, it's not a thousand percent. But actually, yeah, it's let's crazy. do the math. I don't know. I don't want to do it's the math. Too much. Math hurts. No, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. But no, I mean, it is like uh, it's the Avengers plot with the Infinity War. And like, then number three, the unite humanity with a living new language. Again, a living new language is just curious. weird. I don't know what. That and saying means. unite humanity, people will say, "Oh, it's it's United Nations." You know conspiracies and trying to be trying to be one world government and all, all that type of shit. Again, that's not what I'm saying, but that's what folks interpret this as. Here's how I'm interpreting the one, you know, the one world government type stuff, the conspiracy theories that claim they have proof and stuff. I don't I don't know if they have proof, but it does seem like something is moving towards oneness, but it may not be a government. You know what I mean? It's the undercurrent. Yeah, it's it's yeah. us. It's all of us. It certainly is. But these things are crazy. I want to go see them. Me too. It's a good place to go. Dude, this is random, but I just heard it the other day. Did you hear that there's like, at one point they found Egyptian writings somewhere near the Grand Canyon? Egypt had email. Egypt uh, had email. Stone Egypt to stone sharing. Our language just gets more complicated as time goes on. Right, it, it does, and it warps, it mutates. Yeah, so I mean, it's you, mutating now. You used to be able to see a bird, and a poop emoji, and a boat, and be like, "Oh, well, I just read an entire paragraph right, from yes. a friend." Yeah, you know? like you of know, course, yeah. So maybe it's getting simpler. Thirty-five thousand, however, years ago. Or written language is getting simpler, or abused, not taken seriously as much anymore. Well, weird. From what I hear about. Folks, a lot of the time, just communicate through emojis. That's Sometimes. Pretty, that's pretty hieroglyphic. It is. It's very hieroglyphic. And you notice, you actually kind of feel the energy from it. You're like, oh, I know what they meant. So, uh, a couple of notable celebrities have chimed in about the George Guidestones. Interesting. Yoko Ono. Oh, geez. Praised the inscribed messages as... <laughs> A stirring call to rational thinking. Okay. While Wired magazine stated that unspecified opponents have labeled them as the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. I've heard that. I think that was one of the first things. When you told me you wanted to do this topic, I looked it up and I saw some quote like that. Yeah. I still didn't even look at the commandments. I wanted to hear them from you first. And they don't sound satanic. They don't. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Aside from that, perhaps forgetting a zero on number one. Oh, <gasps> they forgot a zero. Oh, I mean, 500 million is not a lot of people. Yeah, in, the, in the 80s. Yeah, it's you know? Pretty, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit much. Um, some have claimed the Guidestones are a deep satanic origin and that R.C. Christian belongs to a Luciferian secret society related to the New World Order. And at the unveiling of the document, a local minister proclaimed that he believed the monument was for sun worshippers, for cult worship, and for devil worship. Others have suggested that the stones were commissioned by the Rosicrucians, as we mentioned, with conspiracy theorist J. Word 
uh, Weedner. Yes, me neither. Observing that uh, the pseudonym of the man who commissioned the stones, R.C. Christian, resembles Rose Cross Christian or Christian Rosencruz, the founder <laughs> of of Rosicrucianism. Damn. Uh, the Rosicrucian Order. Alex Jones film Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement. Proposes the Guidestones are a harbinger of self-appointed elites who intend on exterminating most of the world's population. Which... Here's the thing. I mean, Alex Jones is 90% nuts, and then he goes into Bohemian Grove and infiltrates and gets footage, and he scores huge points for oh, me. Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, huge. There's plenty you of know? times where you can hear Alex Jones or David Icke talking total nonsense, but then you can also hear moments where they're telling the absolute truth. You know? I mean, I think the problem with what we would call conspiracy theorists is that a lot of them they start off with the same information as somebody else that could be more credible but then they take it in a direction that no one else has and they're trying they're just pushing the limits they're just trying to get something together but instead of it seems like they get a little self-righteous about it and it becomes about their theory and their theory alone and I think the better thing to do is really step back and look at how all these theories connect. All these people that are clearly really passionate about finding the truth, and they all seem to start and collide with each other on the same points, you know, but then they go off on tangents of their own. I would, yeah. like, I would like to say that uh, I shouldn't have said Alex Jones is 90% nuts. <laughs> I, I would call him actually only 50%. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. done some nuts, crazy batshit stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, he also says a lot of things that make sense. It's what he and David Icke say a lot of times is like kind of like the the skeleton, the skeletal work of the real story that's going on. You know what I mean? David Icke goes off yeah. onto twelve foot li- lizard people. Alex Jones goes off on many different crazy tangents. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. The more stuff you read, man, the more stuff you look into... I don't know how deep it goes. It's crazy. Crazy. This year. This 2020. This Guidestone shit. It's like... I don't know. It would be nefarious if I... I don't know. They try to kill us off with coronavirus. Is everyone still alive when we release this episode? We're going to release this to a wasteland. Oh, dude. my God. Let's not even put that out into the universe. It's time for Bibliomancy. Bibliomancy. Who should start? I don't know. Let's see what goes here. Adapting this technique from plants to animals proved more tricky. First, cloning involves asexual reproduction. In animals that reproduce by fertilizing an egg with a sperm, the reproductive cells, parentheses, egg and sperm, close parentheses, differ from all other cells in that they do not contain all the pairs of chromosomes, parentheses, which carry the genes as on stems, parentheses, but only one set each, period. That has nothing to do with the episode. Bibliomancy's fail. 
That was from uh, Genesis Revisited by Zechariah Stitch. Ooh. Good book. Alright, ready? Let her create a primitive worker, and let him bear the yoke. Let the worker carry the toil of the gods. Let him bear the yoke. So that's interesting. I like that. That's uh. What's that from? That's from Zachariah Sitchin as well. The Wars of Gods and Men. And uh, he's probably lifting this right out of Sumerian text. The Egyptians and the Sumerians have lots in common. Because Enki from Sumer was Osiris from Egypt. Same character. So now that we have manced the Biblios... We have manced the Biblios. Do you have any music or film or watchings to recommend? Well... (sighs) (laughs) I've got a watch recommend. Okay. Star Trek, the original series. Alright, alright. I haven't watched that ever. I've never dove into the original... I grew up on Next Generation. I always figured that the original series was probably going to be very cheesy. Yeah. Not, not so. No? No. Some of it's, like, from the clips I have seen of, like, the famous one of Kirk fighting, fighting a green monster or something. And they throw a boulder that's made of styrofoam. Yeah, I hear yeah. it's pretty rough. But the times, I mean, it's, it's pretty freaking old. The stories point. are fabulous. Yeah, that's, that's yes. cool, man. And That's it's, awesome. you know, you can get it on Hulu, you can get it on Netflix, you know. I've heard The Wrath of Khan is, like, one of the most worthwhile movies to ever watch. Funny story about that fan. movie. I started watching Wrath of Khan, uh, like, a month ago. No shit. And a couple of original series characters get captured by Khan in, like, the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Khan's like, hey, hey, and... Those TOS characters are like, oh my god, it's Khan from... They say something that makes me think, wait a minute, there's an episode in the original series that explains Khan's origin and why what's going on in the movie is Oh, that's on. what I've heard, yeah, a friend told me about that. Yes. Yeah, that he pops up at some point in the series. So you gotta and that watch... that episode is like just as important, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I've heard so that you gotta too. watch that episode. Okay, alright, cool. You know... Let that crack your egg on, on Star Trek the Yeah, TOS. that's that's I've been very close to watching Wrath of Khan and I never have I maybe I will tonight. But first watch like That episode I mean. I wanted yeah, to like, start both of them, you know, yeah, I wanted like, to do that. Look up the origin of Khan right, in right. TOS. And Fair then enough. watch Wrath of Khan. So yeah, we'll uh we'll be seeing you next week for another uh dip into the weird pond. Who knows what we'll be covering. I think We'll be covering, um, well, I, don't, I, I know what I want to cover. You, you already have something in mind? I have an idea. All right, all right. Give the audience a little preview? Nah. <laughs> okay. As the mysteries of time and space spiral around us, we have come here to bring you all back to yourselves. Synchronized podcast. Let us put it off.